This is Anchored in Christ, the sermon podcast that gives you hope in the gospel as an anchor for your soul. Brought to you from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still. And know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Let us pray. Lord, we need a word from you that will settle our souls, put our feet on a rock that is immovable. And so we pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would so speak that word through your scripture, that our eyes are opened, and that we can receive what you offer us in this moment. We make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So much has changed in just a matter of days. Think about what Canon J. John of England just wrote. He said, a month ago, Corona was a beer. And hand, and hand sanitizer was something you only used when visiting hospitals. And some of us probably thought, COVID-19 was a planet in Star Trek. Now, we find ourselves running at the sound of a sneeze, and how to place a face mask is the question in fashion. I've learned to turn off light switches with my elbows and flush the toilet handle using my knee. So much has changed. This change that we are in goes far beyond the cancellation of March Madness and postponement of the Boston Marathon. 
We now calculate the distance that we're standing between one another in order to stay safe. Restrictions on airline travel and entertainment, ven entertainment venues. Schools are closed. Businesses shuttered. Streets are emptied. Even talk show hosts have stopped production. The whole world has changed. And we are afraid. We're afraid for our lives, for our economic well-being, and for the unknowns of where all this will end. What can you say when the whole world changes? Psalm 46 gives us timely and a timeless response. We can say three things. God is present. God provides. God is able, and we are not. Let's look at the first. Verses 1 through 3, God is present. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble writes the psalmist. Eugene Peterson puts this verse in the message this way. God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. God is ready to help when we need him. Are you ready for God's help? Daniel Defoe was a Presbyterian pastor who in 1719 wrote a novel that went on to be one of the most published books in history. Robinson Crusoe is the spiritual autobiographer person finally ready for God's help. Crusoe was a self-made man. He lived for himself. He was careless about his moral life. He was indifferent to anything having to do with the church. Shortly after setting sail from England, Crusoe entered a life-threatening storm. Fearing his death, he said a prayer. He vowed his life to God. Crusoe and his shipmates were all spared. Seeing himself now out of danger, Crusoe went back to living as he pleased, without a thought to God. Two years passed, and on another voyage, his ship faced a storm that broke it to pieces. All were drowned except for Crusoe, who was washed ashore on an island he later named the Island of Despair. Crusoe was completely alone in total isolation. He contracted a fever that nearly killed him and realized in pain that no one was there to provide him with anything, not even a sip of water. In utter despair, Crusoe opened a Bible that he found in a chest that had washed up on shore. And his eyes fell to Psalm 50, verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, says the Lord, and you shall glorify me. Crusoe called out to God, and in that moment, God became present 
to Crusoe. He suddenly became aware that he was not alone. From that, from that moment on, Crusoe's life took a different course. Have you? Have you, like Crusoe, called upon God, aware that there is no other refuge? Money is no refuge when the whole world changes. Career or educational goals are no refuge. Self-satisfaction, self-reliance, they are no refuge. God is our refuge. God is our strength. He's the source of power. God gives strength when the world gives way. God is a very present help. This means that you meet him. You encounter him. You encounter him. You find him at your side giving you aid and support in whatever strait or distress you are in. In a book titled The Six Men, Alistair Cook includes the biography of Edward VIII, King of England, who abdicated the throne December 11, 1936, to marry the twice-divorced American Wallace Simpson. At the end of his biography on Edwards, Cook adds this haunting sentence. He was at his very best when times were good. Have you been at your very best when times were good? What about when times are bad? What about now? Remember, God is a safe place when we need him. Are you ready for God? Verses 2 and 3, Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. When reading the Bible, anytime you see the word therefore, you need to stop and ask yourself, what is it there for? Well, verse 2 follows verse 1. Verse 1 is truth. It's reality. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Verse 2, therefore, we will not fear. What follows are threatening events on a very large scale. Though the earth should change, the image here is one, one of exchanging, changing hands, going from one way of life to an entirely different one, much like we are experiencing today. Who could predict on January 1st, 2020, the changes that three months have made? Though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, this is an image of the earth giving way. Tectonic plates under the ocean floor can set off tsunamis that threaten coastlines. A mutated virus can set off a pandemic that threatens human lives. God is present. Therefore, we will not fear. 
as one Bible commentator said, the experience of divine presence is so overwhelming that whatever may happen, human anguish is overcome. Have you experienced God's presence in such a way that your fear and anguish is overcome? It doesn't mean that it's not present. It doesn't mean that you won't feel your body shaking, your knees knock. It means you are not undone. God offers us this. God is present. Let's look now at how God provides. God provides. We see this in verses 4 through 9. Verse 4, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. When this psalm was written, Jerusalem was known as the city of God. There are no, are no rivers in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city built on a high hill. There is no visible river. The psalmist knew this. The river is a metaphor for the spiritual resource that never ends. It gives life wherever it goes. This is the river that Ezekiel writes about in chapter 47. A river that pours from the temple. At first it's just ankle deep and then knee deep, then waist deep than deep enough to swim in. It gives life wherever it goes. This is the water that Jesus offers in John 7, 37 forward, when he cries out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. Let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. This is the river that we see at the end of the Bible. Revelation 22, a living stream that flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. God gives life that never ends. It's real. It begins now. It endures through eternity. Those who have not tasted this water may wonder whether such a resource even exists. In the 13th century, most people rejected the stories told by Marco Polo. While his book made him a celebrity, few readers allowed themselves to believe his stories. They thought it was fiction. Just a man using his imagination. Man using his imagination. Marco claimed to have taken an epic journey to faraway lands. He claimed to have seen cities that made Europe's capitals look like roadside villages. He claimed that he was in the court of the most powerful ruler on the planet, Kublai Khan, whose banquet room could seat 6,000 at one time, each person served on a plate of pure gold. Marco's family priest rebuked him for spinning lies. At his deathbed, his family, friends, and priest begged him to recant his tales of this faraway place called China. But Marco kept speaking of what he knew. I have not told you half of what I saw, 
he said. In verse 4, we hear there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Have you experienced it? It provides life where it seems impossible. It gives hope and strength where it looks impossible. But it is possible if God is in the city. Verse 5, God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. St. Augustine used this image, the city of God, in his classic book by that name. When Augustine wrote the book, his world was falling apart. Alaric and the barbarian hordes were coming from the north and ravaging the Roman civilization. Augustine wanted to show the presence and action of God even in the midst of destruction. In the midst of destruction. Verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. This is that angelic force of heaven. Hundreds of thousands, myriads upon myriads of God's resources in his host are with us. I want to take a moment to think of the ways that God has provided for us ahead of this time. We have hospitals and doctors and nurses and respiratory therapists and people who prepare food and environmental services who clean and disinfect people who drive trucks bringing manufactured goods, people who stock shelves. God has provided technology that allows worship, talk by phone, do distance learning, work from home. These are provisions that God has given his people along with the angelic force of heaven. The Lord of hosts is with us. What can you say when the whole world changes? First, God is with us. Second, God provides. Finally, we see that God is able when we are not. Verses 10 through 11. Be still and know that I am God. That is a word, be still. That means let go. Let go of your tight grasp. Stop holding on as if you were in control or had the strength. Instead, sink down. Relax. Let God catch you. We are not in control. And it's when we find that we're not that we discover that God is in control. Let go and let God is one of the mottos of AA. People in recovery know that they are not in control. They've tried that. Now they let God. Be still and know. This is not just a cognitive, I understand what I've been told as I grew up. No, this is a personal, experiential, in your heart and soul knowledge. Know yourself that I am God. I'm your creator, 
I made you and I love you. God sent his son to live and die for you that you may never live apart from God. The second part of that verse 10 says, I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. Exalted does mean lifted on high, set on high. It can also mean hoisted, put up. This brings to mind Jesus' words in John 12, 32. He said, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Jesus Christ was lifted up. He was hoisted on a cross. This is the gospel. This is the good news. God is able when we are not. Jesus is righteous when we are not. Jesus lived the life we could not live. He died the death we deserve so that we might receive by faith the life he gives. We can be reconciled to God. God is with us. God provides. God is able when we are not. Are you ready? When the whole world changes, life should not go back to normal. It should take us into the presence of God. I close with this. Where World Trade Center once stood is the National September 11 Memorial, 11 Memorial and Museum. St. Paul's Episcopal Church is just a block away. It served as a place of rest and refuge for recovery workers at the site after 9-11. For many months, hundreds of volunteers worked 12-hour shifts around the clock, serving meals, making beds, counseling and praying with firefighters, construction workers, police, and others. Massage therapists, chiropractors, podiatrists, and musicians tended to their needs. It was an amazing display of sacrifice and love. During the days after September 11, police officers lined the wooden pews of the more than 200-year-old chapel. Firefighters in full rescue gear walked up and down the aisles. Those were all scuffed up. Deep gouges were cut into the wood from all the rescue gear the workers were wearing. It is a testimony that the church is called to be on the front lines of rescue whenever trouble hits and the world changes. The world is at our beck and call. We may get scuffed up in ministry but what is that in terms of telling and demonstrating the gospel in a changing world so what can you say when the whole world changes god is with us god provides god is able when we are not amen amen I'd like us now to bow our heads as I lead us 
inner prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, the Bible records that in hours before you were arrested, you promised to your disciples, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. We do find ourselves afraid of the changes that have come upon the world. You have given us your word. It cannot be broken. You speak and fulfill what you say. Therefore, we thank you for your exalt you. Lift your name on high. On this declared national day of prayer, we humbly ask you, Lord and Savior, for the wisdom, comfort, and strength that your presence provides. We pray for all of the health care professionals, those who keep clinics and hospitals open, for those who stock shelves and drive trucks, those who manufacture necessary goods and harvest foods for every table. We pray for wisdom and courage and strength for all our civic officials who are striving to respond to the needs of those who are ill and prevent the further transmission of the virus. We pray for our personal lives as well, that you will give us grace and love to live in peace under our own roof, to reach out with words of encouragement, reach out with words of encouragement to those in need, to share what we have with the needy through generosity to food banks and other means you place at our disposal. We pray for our students as they learn from home. Give us all awareness that we are teaching them how to respond in faith in a time of crisis. And for those who have been, O oh Lord, affected already in destructive in grieving ways. We pray, Lord, for your divine presence to be known. We pray for health for those who are unaffected. We pray for healing for those who are struggling. And we pray, O oh Lord, for the ministry of your comfort, which is eternal for those who have suffered loss. Lord, let us say at the end of the day, it is well with my soul. We make our prayer in the name of Jesus who taught his disciples to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In lieu of our time to receive offerings, I do invite you to generously, you can use the donate button on the church Thank you for listening to this sermon from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. 
If you'd like more information about our historic church, or you'd like to find out more about the gospel of Jesus, please visit our website at oldsouthnbpt.org. The peace of Christ be with you.